Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. Today's another AMA episode, that is, Ask Me Anything. I love to answer your questions, and if you have a question you think is going to be of broad interest, send it in. I'll answer it live on the air. Send your questions to victor at victorjm.com. That's victor at victorjm.com. This question comes from John in Texas. Hi, Victor. I've listened to every one of your podcasts since December of 2018, and because of your influence and my growth as a real estate investor, I'm now working with an experienced developer, and we currently have 83 acres under contract. I've attached the details to this email. I would personally like to develop a community designed for Brazilians. What are your thoughts? Well, John, this is a great question, and one that often perplexes new developers. The specifics of your proposed development project don't work in the current market conditions. The land can be seen as a bargain. 83 acres for $900,000 comes to 10800 an acre, or about $0.25 cents a square foot. That's not quite free, but it's a very attractive price for raw land. The problem with the specific proposal you sent is that comparable sales in the area range from about 135 per square foot to $180 a square foot. And since new home construction in today's market is costing about 150 per square foot, and you also need to build the entire subdivision, including the roads, utilities, stormwater management, landscaping, and so on, the values in the area are not supporting new construction at this time. The infrastructure is going to cost you anywhere between 30000 to 75000 per buildable lot. Some items can really add to the cost. Don't forget, you even need to bring fiber internet service at a cost of $7 per linear foot to each property. All of these costs are significant, and it would cost you more to build these properties than the current local market is attracting in sales price. If you read the details of the development agreement with the city, the community is mandating deed restrictions which require any new structure to have brick or stone exterior. This also adds considerably to the cost and requires an even higher sale price to have a viable project. Brick costs between $12 to $15 per square foot compared to a vinyl siding which costs $3 per square foot. But by far the biggest cost is the site work and the off-site improvements required to bring the infrastructure to the site. Many of the lots are larger lots and even though the land is inexpensive to purchase, the cost of creating shovel-ready lots can still be considerable. The value of the particular property about 30 miles outside of Dallas is going to vary as a function of time. There has been some growth in the local area in recent years. Dallas, like most major cities, tend to grow outwards. Eventually, those outlying areas become close enough to the city that people will move there. People move to the outlying areas for two major reasons. Number one, they're in search of lower-cost real estate because the cities become too expensive. Or number two, they prefer to have more space and be outside the city but they want to be close enough they can drive into the city whenever they want to. I find it useful to examine what major developers have done historically. They know that agricultural land doesn't support development today, so they will often purchase land a few years ahead of their planned development and simply land bank it. Land banking can be extremely effective, but it ties up cash. Land doesn't generate cash flow, so the entire investment is likely to be made out of equity with zero debt. If there's to be any debt, it's likely to be at a low ratio. Maybe it's possible to collect enough revenue from the land through agriculture to maybe cover the carrying cost. If you look at the property tax assessment that you sent, the county is valuing the land at about 4000 an acre. This is consistent with the average value for agricultural land across most of the U.S. You will typically be able to rent that agricultural land somewhere between 1% to 2% of the value of the land depending on the location. So there's not a lot of cash flow to cover the cost of ownership. 
there may reach a point in time when the city expands enough to encompass the rural areas of your property, but that might take a decade or maybe two decades. It'll happen when the values in the major metro reach high enough on average that affordability becomes really impossible in the core of the city. Before that happens, though, infill opportunities need to be exhausted. The major developers plan a few decades ahead in their land acquisition strategy. They'll buy land inexpensively and sit on it until it becomes worth developing, and at that moment, they look like geniuses. The land will sell for 100 times what they paid for it. But remember, they took the risk, tied up a bunch of cash and sat on it for a long time, waiting for the growth of the city to create the value in the outlying area. In retrospect, when you run the math on the initial investment, the annualized rate of return looks incredibly healthy. But it's a little bit like melting ice. You might start out with a block of ice at minus 40 degrees, and you start by adding heat. The temperature rises slowly, bit by bit. After a bunch of years, the ice is still 10 degrees below freezing. And then magically, one day, you reach a tipping point and the ice melts. You have to keep applying heat and have faith that the ice will melt a long distance into the future. I want to thank you, John, for a great question. And for the listeners at home, as you think about that, have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. I'll talk to you again tomorrow.